Hello and welcome to Eat This Podcast with me, Jeremy Churfus. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Ireland for Hearsay, an international festival of audio arts. So, not just podcasters, but all sorts of people who make and use sound for all sorts of reasons. I had an absolutely wonderful time recharging my batteries and hearing so many terrific presentations and good ideas to try. More on that at the end of this episode. But what's all that got to do with food and eat this podcast? Well, let me take you there. Kilfinnan is a little mountain village in Ireland, just over the border from Cork to Limerick. And each year they hold an audio festival, a celebration of audio creativity. And in the square in Kilfinnan there's a tent a small marquee, really, with some bunting draped over the open wall. A blackboard outside reads Table for One. So you step inside, and there's the table, set with a pretty pink tablecloth, a delicate pink cup and saucer, a little vase of daffodils, another one of bluebells, a plate of chocolate digested biscuits, and a pair of headphones connected to a tiny audio player. So, you sit down, oops, and you slip on the headphones, and you press play. Always set the table for one. Always set the table. Respect food is my big thing. It doesn't matter how simple it is. It could be baked potato, full with sour cream, bit of smoked salmon, doesn't matter. But you have to respect food. I am just proudly 83 years. Hello, I'm Lucy Dearlove and I make a podcast that's called Lekker and I am doing an installation at a hearsay festival called Table for One. I interviewed about nine people for this installation and I used four of them. Because I'm really interested in how people feel about it because I think it's such a kind of divisive thing and it can go either way for lots of people. Personality types don't necessarily match what you would expect them to do. I heard a story about an 83-year-old lady and uh, she was telling about uh, the importance of setting a table for one if she's alone. Her husband died. Through cancer... And he fecked off to heaven, is her words. <laughs> Which is great, yeah. Um, I just, I, I like the way it didn't, it just touched on it and it was kind of... And she um, was talking about how, you know, now that she's not cooking dinner for six people, you know, does, does she still cook for herself? Um, and she's the real advocate of uh, laying the table for one, as she puts it, you know, putting out the nice cutlery and the nice crockery and putting flowers on the table and showing up for yourself. Yeah. And the implication was that even if you're eating on your own, that you respect the food and set the table and eat properly. Uh, she went on to talk about why she was eating on her own and uh, her lovely uh, times of you know, entertaining people at the table. But her love of food just came through so much. It, it was just sweet to listen to because she seemed like even though she went through a hard stage in life, 
she kind of found a way to like deal with it. It seemed like she turned to food and she found enjoy- enjoyment from food and she seemed so, it's like she was in such a happy place with food. Yeah, I think it is something I can relate to. I mean, I, I often eat by myself. I, I live on my own. I don't have a, a partner and a family. Um, and sometimes I'll have friends around and I'll cook for them. Sometimes I'll go to friends' houses and be cooked for. But quite often, um, you know, if I've had a long day at work, I come back and it's it's just me. Um, and I normally just eat by myself at the kitchen counter. I've got like high wooden countertops in my kitchen I'll just pull up a stool and eat there um, but I kind of like this idea of you know going to the table putting on the good linen <laughs> getting getting some flowers and a little vase so I might take a bit of Maureen certainly like sometimes I'll light a candle and have a glass of wine on my own <laughs> sounds a bit lonely but uh, yeah I do um, I definitely make an effort in regarding the food as well I, I cook some sometimes I'm like oh shit this is a great meal I wish someone else could have this as well but uh, often it's um, I won't like skimp on making something really delicious just because it's just for me yeah I, I remember cooking for myself when I first moved out of home and uh, it sucked cooking for yourself is, is so like I, I did all this just for me is it worth it <laughs> And a lot of the time it wasn't. <laughs> so I ended up eating a lot of pizza that year. If you're going to cook for yourself just for you, then you have to do all the washing up yourself, which is annoying. And then you end up cooking too much because why would you just cook one portion? They don't sell things in one portion, do they? They sell things in four or whatever, suitable for four or six or whatever. So then you always eat too much because you've cooked too much. Uh, if you're like me and you like carbs... Uh, you end up having two or three meals in the one night, and then you, you don't even have the benefit of having the leftovers the next day. So it's a vicious cycle, and it's much better, maybe even healthier, just to go and get a pizza. Uh, when I usually eat on my own is uh, my breakfast. My wife has gone off to work. I've fed my son whatever he wants before he goes off to school, and, and I will sit down at 9 o'clock with newspaper, uh, a big pot of coffee and something to eat and just let the world go by and uh, it just the, the, there's a little bit, bit of me that resents Saturday and Sunday mornings because I have to put up with company at breakfast like on the weekends if I've got time I'll like make a really good brunch and take like a couple of hours at the kitchen counter and read the paper and really enjoy it <laughs> yeah Um, I haven't always, but now it's something I've almost got a kind of a pride in. I will go to the cinema by myself or I will go for dinner by myself, um, but I definitely didn't always feel like that. And, yeah. Yes, I do, because I have a very uh, crowded family with children. It's very, very noisy (laughs) and busy always, so I'm enjoying when I can somewhere when I'm traveling and I'm in a hotel it's like heaven that I can be alone. (laughs) I have always something to think about or to read or to not think about and then I'm really really enjoying. To be be honest I think it's kind of peaceful. Uh, You get your own kind of space, you have things to think about yourself, you have no one to like 
kind of meddle with your like uh, your thoughts. So it's kind of peaceful. I, I do enjoy like sitting on my own, uh, having lunch or something. I'm actually very used to it. Um, I live in a shared house in in London, but we occasionally, a couple of us will eat together, and it's a nice occasion. Um, but often our schedule is quite different. Um, so in that way, I really related with her because of the sort of just the the sort of ritual of cooking for yourself. I actually really enjoy cooking for myself. I feel the pressure of cooking for other people um, <laughs> kind of ramps it up a bit, but it's... I don't like it. I don't like eating, eating alone when I'm out travelling or in a hotel or in a restaurant. Well, lots of things happen. I, I think I eat too fast. I mean, I eat fast anyway, but I eat too fast and I, and I eat too much. I sort of think to myself, hey, I'm on my own. I'm going to have dessert as well. And, and that... I don't feel good about it, but but I do it when I'm travelling or out. Um, But I love eating. Well, I love. No, I'm happy eating on my own at home um, because I can eat what I like, when I like. Cereal is good. Cereal is a is a meal. Uh, I've just I've started recently just eating eggs on toast. That's sort of replaced my cereal for the minute. If I don't have milk, I'll I'll cook eggs on toast because you always got bread in the freezer. It's got a dozen eggs. So that's become my kind of default at the moment. And mum used to always do that on a Sunday night. I think for me, a lot of comfort in eating alone has come from being around people who are very kind of um, very happy to do that and take a pride in it. And it's almost like in my kind of um, group of kind of internet girlfriends, uh, there's like almost like a badge of pride to do it and like post a picture of it and be like, I'm having this really nice lunch by myself. Yeah, I think there's a bit of stigma around eating on your own, you know. Um, and there's there's a there's a blog I know of where it shows men eating by themselves, and people take photos, and 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 um, it's quite mean when you when you think about it. Um, my friend, who is a really great food writer called um, Rebecca May Johnson, wrote this amazing piece um, about this because I think it's a particularly thing for women. Like I think um, you know, not to generalise that men don't, but I think a lot of women have issues around food and people watching the meeting, and that can be quite problematic for a lot of people. But she was like, I think a really good tip is to look at other people and see what they're doing and kind of um, take solace in that and you can take a picture of your food and share it that's a nice thing to do if you're eating alone because you're sharing the experience with other people in a different way Um, and she listed a group she listed a few people that she really likes to follow who eat alone regularly and I was one of them and that was actually one of the first times where I was like oh yeah I do do that I'm quite happy to eat alone Uh, it's not my preferred way of eating but I'm quite happy to I quite like picnicking on my own um, I quite like, like here, um, you know, seven, eight pubs, one restaurant. Um, so I buy sliced cheese and loaf of bread and I sit in the boot of my car and make myself a sandwich. And, and that's, that's fun. That's part of the kind of old being on your own and eating. Yeah. Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't need a big table. So, I mean, I just... I'm just fine where I am, yeah. Uh, I've had the experience of being stuck on the window because the restaurant was nearly empty and they wanted to pretend that it was busy so that the next person would go past would say that place is busy. So not alone uh, was I sitting on my own, but I nearly had a restaurant to myself and everybody going past was also looking at me. But I stuck my head in a book or a crossword or something like that and then sat back and enjoyed my food. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes you feel shoved in a back corner, but other times 
you can feel kind of on display. Um, certainly when I've been traveling for work and I've been in, uh, like I'm thinking, of, I, I was in Portland in the States and I went out for dinner on my own um, and they seated me like right in the front, like by the window. And I just felt really um, self-conscious, I guess, because um, you don't want, I don't know what, you know, people, of course, they're not thinking about you. People are thinking about themselves, but you imagine that they're thinking, oh, look at that sad sack eating dinner on her own. <laughs> um, so even if you might enjoy the actual experience, I think I, I never quite get out of my own head and I feel a bit too self-conscious. I've done it sometimes. I, am, I think because I have a fairly uh, like scr- a struggling artist kind of existence, so my budget doesn't often ma- mean that I'm just sort of deciding to go to a restaurant on my own. It usually be a social occasion. But having said that, if I'm travelling somewhere, I will eat on my own. I don't really have a problem with it. I quite like it sometimes. You feel sort of like it sort of makes it a bit more of a different experience, doesn't it? Yeah. When I was a bit younger and I was living in, um, I live with my husband now, so kind of I don't really, I don't really eat alone unless he's out. And but when I did live in a shared house and I couldn't be bothered to cook or I didn't want to see my housemate, <laughs> which happened a lot, I would definitely eat things that I could prepare really quickly and I didn't have to be in the kitchen for a very long time. So it might be cereal or it might be like yogurt, and that felt quite sad. <laughs> and there was just something quite bleak about it and I think that's why I've really tried to that's, I've been kind of doing a bit of searching with myself about this, about why I'm so interested in it and I think that's part of the reason where it comes from and I think when you're lonely, eating alone is not a pleasant thing because it feels very revealing it feels like your loneliness is being kind of presented for everyone to see and I think that's a very very difficult thing to do and now because I don't really feel I don't really feel lonely in the same way that I once did I, I feel much more comfortable doing it There will come a time that I will be, maybe, maybe, I will be alone. And yeah, I, it's a good example. She's inspiring. She's really, really inspiring. I wish, I wish it to all people that they, you know, they, they can be inspired by her. Yeah. Oh, I think if I was on my own, I wouldn't be sat at the table. I'd also, I don't like, I, I don't relish the thought of being on my own. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess I could, <laughs> I've got a lot of experience from doing that, so I, I, I can imagine you never know what life's going to be like when you're old, and if, even, I, even if I do get to be old, so, <laughs> you just don't know really, but I hadn't really considered it, I don't know, I don't often think about if and when, what I'm going to do when I'm old, I'm just sort of playing it by ear. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've thought about, I'm paranoid about getting old. I uh, turned 30 this year, but um, I've thought about getting older, and and um, I will probably uh, die before my partner, um, which is something I'm. It's just a reality that I've thought about, and um, trying to be healthy to make sure I have a long life. But yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question because it's probably something. Maybe it's a selfish thing or a male thing or whatever. Because my wife is a better cook than me, and. Um, I do like cooking, but she's just better, and it doesn't. That doesn't mean she should. She should do more of it. But um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't worried about that too much. That's that's really dark, isn't it? <laughs> I'll be dead. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, no, I think, and also in terms of, 
I suppose I grew up with my grandmother living in our house, in my parents' house, and um, she she lived until she was 101, so she was she was there after we left. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to think that would happen to me. <laughs> I'd be taken in by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're eating just for yourself, there's no um, social pressure. So I, I might eat really strange meals by myself. So um, near where I live in Bristol, there's a, a cafe called Cafe Kino, and it's like a vegan co-op, which is not where I would normally go to eat. Um, but it's got a really great window, like big glass pane windows. Um, and I'll just go and get like sweet potato fries for dinner. And I don't have to eat like a healthy, balanced meal. I can just like have sweet potato fries for dinner and watch the world go by. And I really like that. And I'm a grown-up and I can do what I want. <laughs> So there we are, an episode of Eat This Podcast, inspired by Lucy Dearlove's Table for One installation at this year's Hearsay Festival. My thanks to Lucy Dearlove, who also makes the podcast lecker, and to all the people you heard who so generously shared their time and their thoughts. Hearsays like that. Anyway, on to one of the experimental ideas that someone suggested, to do more with you the people at the other end of this podcast. So what are your thoughts about eating alone? Do you like it or hate it? Are there things you eat when you're alone that you don't eat when you're with other people? I really want to know. And it's become so easy these days to record decent quality sound on even an average phone. So why didn't you just do that? Let me have your thoughts as an attachment or as a link in an email to jeremy at eatthispodcast.com and I'll do my best to construct something worthwhile out of them. And hey, if you'd prefer to send me your thoughts on something else, that would be just as good. I'll put some links and suggestions as well as credits for everybody you heard in the show notes at eatthispodcast.com. For now, though, from me, Jeremy Chirfus, and Eat This Podcast, goodbye, and thanks for listening. Bye.